Hey there, anyone who's listening to this, I hope you're fit and fine and absolutely healthy. This is the episode 6 of Farang series and you are hearing podcast with Komal. So let's start. Walking on their first morning in the Varang barracks, Suho and Bandri find themselves snuggled in the same bed. Suho jumps up screaming and Yovul doesn't help things by asking if they did more than just sleep. Bandri grabs their swords and challenges Suho to fight. Yovul quips that he loves to watch fights and fires and the guy starts swinging. They only get a couple of seconds in before Suho's ties ricochets off Bandri's head and into Suho's forehead and Chitvi complains about the noise. Bandi charges and pins Chitvi to the wall with an arm to the throat, snarling that he shouldn't be so cocky. He says that he doesn't want to be here at all, much less rooming with Suho, and begins to press hard on Chitvi's throat. For his part, Suho tries to tell Bandi to release Chitvi. Chitvi looks genuinely scared by the time Sunvo steps in and punches Bandri off him. With Jidvi out of danger, Sunvo finally picks up his ties, admitting that he's the one who threw it. That turns Bandri's fury on him instead, and he jumps up and swings at Sunvo. Sunvo ducks the bows, flips Bandri, sits on his chest, and raises a fist. Bandri doesn't flinch away and spits that Sunvo is just a half-breed. He calls him oil trying to mix with water, and Sunvo slams down his fist. He stops just short of connecting with Bandri's face and says that he's like stagnant water doing nothing. Bandri throws him off and grabs a sword, but again Suho intervenes, yelling for them to stop. He and Bandri go after each other, but a burly man walks into the room and calms lock and calmly locks arms with each of them, rendering them immobile. Without a word, he leads the two into the hallway where he easily fends off the other Vara. The boys convene in the courtyard and learn that if they receive three warnings, they'll be kicked out of Varang. Furthermore, if anyone tries to escape or break the Varang trust, they'll all get a warning. They're told that the ranking system doesn't exist here, nor do servants, so they're responsible for all their cores. The first core is laundry and the boys fumble with the task in a nearby village. Jidvi tosses some of his clothing into Sunvu's pile, and Sunvu retaliates by shaking the water out of his clothes right in Jidvi's face. Next, Jidvi and Sunvu muck stalls, and Jidvi goes green at the smell of the manure. The boys learn that they get a day off only once every 10 days, otherwise they are not to leave the premises. They are also required to shower and eat with their roommates, which doesn't make our five boys very happy. Pao sneaks in to help Jidvi with the laundry, who actually seems proud that he's capable at it. Jidvi asks if Pao is watching over Aro as he asks and tells him to leave before he's caught. Soyeon visits Aro to ask if she's heard from her brother, but Aro sees right through her since Soyeon hasn't heard from her brother Soho yet either. Aro sighs that she hasn't heard from Sunwo and Suyon notes that she acts like she sent away a lover. Aro corrects that she just had something she wanted to give to him. The Varang boys are still grouchy at mealtime since they're being forced to sit together to eat. Bandu is doubly offended at having to eat with a lowborn like Sunwo and pours his brother on Sunwo's food. Sunwo just continues eating and asks if Bandu is upset that he was beaten by a lowborn. Bandu snaps back at that. 
He heard his sister tells racist stories and sneers that he heard that half-breed girl is very good at storytelling. Bandri tells Sunwoo that he is planning on visiting Aro for some time storytelling on their off day and Jeevi warns Sunwoo not to let this go or he'll be torn to pieces. But Sunwoo stands, throws a spoon down and walks out. Merchant Juki witnesses the verbal sparing and reports to Wagong that he is worried about the boy's flaring tempers. Wagong just says that they are all good fighters and orders Juki to scratch his back. It's time for some lessons and the boys file into a large room where Banryu makes a point to sit next to Sunwoo. He calls Sunwoo an idiot and says he is willing to fight whenever Sunwoo starts it and Sunwoo retorts that he is purposely not starting a fight. Sunwoo asks if Ask what Bandri's problem is with him and Bandri says that he just doesn't like him. He says that he can't fight with anyone else because they have powerful families and adds that Sunbu's sister is so pretty that he wants to that he wants her as a mistress. That's the last straw for Sunwoo who lunches at Bandri but Chidwi gets there first. He drags Bandri up to hit him, but Sunwoo throws the first punch and Bandri laughs that Sunwoo finally started it. Suho snaps at that and punches Bandri hard that starts an all-out brawl with all boys participating. Only Yeovil declines to fight and just watches with an amused smile on his face. The noise brings Fagong in time to see Sunwoo sitting on Bandri again, prepared to knock his lights out. For breaking the trust of the Warang and fighting in a sacred learning place, the boys are punished. When asked who started it, Sunwoo bravely takes the responsibilities and a few of the boys look at him with newfound respect. The thing Aru meant to give to Sunwoo turns out to be a pot of ointment for his cut hand and she can't look it at and she can't look at it without thinking how he told her to rely on him. She thinks about the emotion he elicits like feeling good when she is with him, crying over him and hurting for him, and figures that that must be what family feels like. Suyon argues that family makes your head hurt, not your heart, and tells Aru that what she's feeling is love. Aru starts to protest that she would feel any such things for her brother, but Juki rushes into the tea house looking for her. He takes her to the Farang school and Aru gapes at the crowd of boys groaning in pain from their fight injuries. She says she is not a real doctor, but Juki says that he brought her here because he trusts her to be discreet and offers to write off half her debt to him. Aru is worried where she doesn't see Sunwoo anywhere and nearby, Bandrio's lackey wonder if he'll be kicked out for this. Yeovul and Hansung overhear the conversation and Yeovul asks curiously who Hansung prefers, Sunwoo or Bandrio. Hansung just snaps that he's not with Bandrio. Bandrio and Suho argue over who really started the fight, with Suho reminding Bandrio that he was purposely goading Sunwoo all day. Bandyu says that he most certainly was not provoking Sunwoo, not that Suho buys it. Suho says that in his opinion, Bandyu is the kind of person who would rather die than joining the Vara. He asks why Bandyu is really here, triggering Bandyu's memory of his adoptive father, Minister Park, savagely beating his biological father. Bandyu is visibly shaken but only offers to fight whenever Suho wishes. Hansung's face goes a little green when Aru says his hand needs stitches, and Aru notes that he seems young. He protests that he is quite mature, though not very convincingly. He initially refuses the painkiller she offers him, but when she calls him Uraboni, he lights up adorably and takes the medicine. Uraboni in Korean means older brother. 
He asks if she's Anji Gong's daughter, points to the boys all milling around and quips that she's the more popular sibling. Wa Gong visits Sun Wo, who's currently locked in a storeroom, and Sun Wo asks if he would be here still if she if he had held his anger. Wa Gong chuckles and asks if he's not regretting his actions, but Sun Wo says no, he's just thinking and isn't a thinking Vara what Wa Gong wants. Wa Gong looks at him with interest and asks if what what he is thinking about. Sunwoo says he is thinking that nothing can stop him from protecting those he wants to protect. Aro worries when Sunwoo never shows up and when Jeetvi comes for treatment, he is offended when she asks about Sunwoo first. She ignores him and asks if Sunwoo again. And Jeetvi drags her by the wrist to a more private place. He turns Aro and leans against her back, asking her to let him sleep that way for just a few minutes. He grumbles that she is not so pretty that he would attack her in broad daylight and says, It's not even the first time they've been together. Aro is offended, but she is persuaded to let Jeetvi lean on her. He says softly that she may not be a real doctor, but she is very healing for him. And he nearly instantly starts to snore. Queen Regen Jisoo approaches the school on horseback, accompanied by her attendant and her bodyguard, Kyunchu. Suho is the first to see her and is struck again by her beauty, and he leads them to Vagong. Vagong guesses that this visit is due to his assistant's reports, since the Queen Regent is not happy. He points out that nobody is dead or maimed and says that he has to break the boys down before he can build them up. Vagong asks if she is here to check on her Vahrang or his Vahrang. She asks softly about his and he tells her about Jitvi, claiming to be a distant uncle of his. In turn, he asks why she wanted Anji Gong's son in the Vahrang and says she bluntly, and she says bluntly, he's my son. But she means it's natural only to think him as her son and Vagong suggests she go meet with him. She does and she likes in Sunwoo for behaving badly since he's connected with her. Sunwoo says that he's thin. He thinks she sent him here to be weak animal, an example to others of how they'll also be broken and tame. The Queen Regent doesn't deny it and she tells him again why he has to stay in the Vara to pay for his sins so that someone else doesn't have to. Meanwhile, Aro lets Chidvi sleep with his head in her lap for a while. The Queen Regent watches them from a short distance and when Chidvi eventually awakens, he sees his mother there and sighs that he's been caught. He tells Aro that Sunwo is locked in the warehouse for starting the fight and Aro rushes off to find him. He is alarmed to see her here and breaks down the door to let her into his makeshift cell. She frowns at him and says she was invited here and suddenly notices his injuries. Sunwo is beside himself as he tries to get her to leave. Aro wants to stay and nurse his wounds but Sunwo is practically frantic to get her out. Aru snaps that he shouldn't have gotten hurt then and says his wounds are her biggest concern. Sunwu has no choice but to sit and let Aru clean the cut over his eye and he looks at her with the saddest expression while she works. She mocks him a little when he cringes from the medicine saying that she only uses the really painful stuff on her bad patients which makes Sunwu laugh. He denies laughing when Aru says it's nice to see him smile and says she should that he should laugh more often. He murmurs that he doesn't like her being here because he doesn't like when other guys look at her. But Aro says it's way too late for that, having treated almost all of them outside. Sunwoo grumbles that she has no fear and she says it's because he's here to protect her. 
As they leave the Varan grounds, Juki asks why Aro looked so strange when she was able to find her brother as she wanted. She says she is not sure and looks surprised when Juki asks if Sunwu is really her brother. Sunwu looks at the pot of ointment Aro left behind and thinks about her applying it to his cut eye earlier. She had said it was strange that the last few days felt longer than 10 years she went without seeing him, adding that she seems to be thinking of him more now. Queen Regent Jesus speaks with Vagong in a more formal setting and asks how he could say he wants the boys to fight, then threaten to kick one of one out for fighting. She's got a She's got a point. Vagong chuckles that he thought she wanted his help planning the new country and asks if she forgot that she gave him authority over the Vara. The Queen Regent assures him that he's still in charge, but warns that if this discipline doesn't work, she'll withdraw that authority. Wagong leaves laughing and runs straight into Minister Park and his interage. Minister Park guesses that Wagong was meeting with the Queen Regent and says that a woman's mind is difficult to understand. He invites Wagong to his home and makes a point to mention his adoptive son, Banju. Wagong knows it's Vagong knows it's ploy to get into his good graces to push Pandri forward, so he cheerfully declines. He visits Sunwo instead to tell him that he's not being kicked out yet. Instead, he plans to slowly throttle him, then kick him out. But he advises Sunwo to do well on the first exam, otherwise it will reflect badly on Vagong. The boys reconvene for the first lesson and Vagong shows them the character for water. He asks if water is weak or strong and Suho responds that it's strong, since it beats fire. Banri argues that water goes around any obstacles, which means it's weak. Jidvi speaks up, saying that water is kind, it brings life and flows even to the lowest places. Vagong singles out Sunwu, asking what he thinks. Sunwu says that water is exhausted, since it produces things like fish and gold until it dries up. Vagong reveals the next character, the character for king. He says that their test is to debate what water means to a king and that he expects them to reference a Chinese philosophical text for it. Juki tells Aro about the te- test and despairs that Sunwo will be able to pass. She wonders what she should do while screaming in Juki's face. As Jigong shops for medicinal herbs, he is approached by an in a wide hat. The man calls Jigong by name and raises his hat to reveal that he is Sunwoo's first adoptive father, Wuryuk. The men go to Jigong's home to talk, where Wuryuk says that Jigong should have left Sunwoo to live his own life. He is angry that Sunwoo was forced to join the Varang and scoffs when Jigong says it's just as fate. Wuryuk thinks that Jigong is using Sunwoo to get revenge for his real son's death and says that Sunwoo shouldn't be revealed to the world this way. He angrily accuses Jigong of ruining Sunwoo's true fate and Jigong frowns as he asks who Sunwoo really is. Wuryuk just walks out leaving Jigong with unanswered questions. Sunwoo does his best to read the complicated character but he's still at the black, still at the black is the letters and white is the background. He realizes Aro must be back at the Varang barracks by the other boy's weird behavior and goes to find her. He yells at her for coming here again and being seen by all those dirty-minded guys, but she just says he can protect her. She gets right in his face and asks how he intends to pass this test when he can barely read a few characters and offers to teach him. Sunwoo doesn't like it since it means she'll have to come to Varang often, but he can't deny that he needs her help. This time he insists on guiding his hand, claiming it will be faster. 
He snakes cute little glances at Aro as though as they work late into the night. They make a regular thing of it and Sunwa is coming along nicely. Aro praises him for being a fast learner and nudges him playfully, making him paint a stripe across its papers. They're having so much fun that they don't notice Chidvi watching them from around the corner. Chidvi sits alone later and thinks about a conversation he had with his mother recently when he had told her that she can't be both his mother and his queen. Queen Regent Jisoo had said that without her backing him up, nobody will know he's the king. But she had softened and said that as a mother, she had no intention of throwing him away. Jidvi finds Aro later and pushes back her sleeve to note that his promissory note is still inked on her arm. He asks when she intends to repay her debt to him and says she can pay it now. One night, Aro sneaks up behind Sunwoo and pokes him in the face only to discover her horror that it's actually Jidvi. She recoils explaining that she thought he was her brother and Jidvi snarls at her to stop calling him Oraboni. Aroj warns Chidvi that her brother won't like the way he's acting and he grabs her shoulders and says again not to call Sunwo or Aboni. She says the word again looking for Sunwo and Chidvi slams his Outside the door, Sunwo finally arrives unaware of what's happening in the next room. So that was the episode 6. Hope you liked it. And... See you with another episode that is 7th of the Varang series.